Alrighty, everybody. Good morning. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast, Saturday morning. Before the heavy dose of uh, Week 10 action this week, and uh, another upset, Wiz, Thursday night. Uh, great call by you. The humidity was clearly a big factor in that ball game. I'm sick and tired of talking about Thursday night football because I hate it so much, but a, a very nice call for you on, on Thursday night. Uh, with the under, uh, I split my picks, uh, my player props. I picked uh, the Miles Gaskin under in uh, receiving, and unfortunately I missed on the waddle. But, uh, you know, we're getting ready for the player props for this week, as well as DraftKings and the game lines. How are you doing today, Wiz? Yeah, doing really well. Uh, <clears throat> I had a couple people text me right before the game, and, um, and you know, they were talking about the total, and I said, yeah, I just feel like it shocks for some of these teams to come in and play. And it was just amazing to watch, like, well, even on, on Miami as well, it was just a tough night to play after only a few days rest. So it feels good for a result to come out in the exact way you forecast. And it was one of those games where it was just never in doubt as far as the under goes. And, uh, yeah, Miami played a, a terrific game as well. And, uh we're moving on to uh, the Sunday stuff. Yeah, exactly. And by, and by the way, on Miles Gaskin, he's rushed the ball three in the last three weeks was 43 times for 101 yards. Okay? 43 times. Yeah, and, and, and a bunch of carries, and a bunch of carries inside the five-yard line. Just can't – same thing happened last year. Can't get inside – you know, just can't get touchdowns. And uh, I think it was the main reason they brought in Malcolm Brown. But that's a, a discussion, a story for another day. So uh, let's get right to the DraftKings stuff. All right. Will do, Wiz. Uh, why don't you kick us off this week at the quarterback position? Uh, who are you liking this week and uh, who are you fading on your DraftKings boards? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, liking t- I'm really liking two quarterbacks. I'm liking Carson Wentz at 5,900. I love the way the Colts offense is playing and Carson Wentz is playing with a lot of confidence. So I like him at 5,900. <clears throat> I'm going to be stacking him with Pittman. In a lot of my DraftKings lineups, and I like Teddy Bridgewater as well in this game at 5,500. And my two fades are going to be Matt Stafford at 7,000 and Jalen Hurts at 6,500. Uh, I think it's going to be a tough matchup for the Eagles in that game against the Broncos. And Matt Stafford, I just don't know. I, I just think uh, it could be the type of game where it's a, it's a very close, low-scoring game. The 49ers really trying to run the ball. Um, so I, I just I don't I don't necessarily love Matt Stafford, especially at that price. So those are my calls at uh, quarterback, and uh, what say you? All right, so uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go for what I deem to be the shootout of the week in the NFL. Um, uh, Justin Herbert this week against your Minnesota Vikings. I, I see that as being a high-scoring game on both sides of the ball, quite frankly. I think uh, you'll see a, a lot of offensive activity from both teams, but I love Herbert uh, this week. Uh, Justin Herbert's price uh, 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 where did it go? I lost Justin Herbert's price. Uh, seventy three hundred bucks was so I really like Justin Herbert. I think Dak Prescott and the Cowboys bounce back in this particular game. Uh, but I also like the other quarterback in this game, Matt Ryan. Another game where I think it's going to be pretty high scoring. So Dak Prescott at sixty nine hundred and Matt Ryan at six thousand. And my two quarterback fades. Uh, it's all going to go to parlay into my prop bets as well. Uh, I'm fading. Russell Wilson this week, first game back at 6,700. And I'm completely with you in this game where the Philadelphia Eagles visit the Denver Broncos. I'm fading Jalen Hurts in this ballgame as well. All right. With you definitely on Hurts and uh, no opinion on the other guys. So why don't you take us out at uh, running back? 
Yeah, so running back this week, uh, you know, we've talked at length about the inability of the Los Angeles Chargers to stop the run. Dalvin Cook's 8,000. Uh, I know he's dealing with some stuff, uh, obviously, off the field. But uh, in this game, it's not going to be a concern. Uh, a big game from Dalvin Cook. 8,000. I'm playing Dalvin Cook in this ball game, regardless. Um, you know, the, the other guy I really like in this game, in, in this week, and, and I think, you know, the Patriots have struggled a little bit in the run game. We saw what Dearness Johnson did. I know the whole world is going to be on Dearness Johnson because of his price of 4700 but I do really like Dearness Johnson this week. I see him having a big ball game against the Patriots. And the, on the other sneaky guy, Wiz, I'm going to have for you at 5200 uh, You know, Antonio Gibson's not right. If I'm right about the way the game script goes, I can see another one of these games where J.D. McKissick is catching seven or eight balls for 70 or 80 yards at 5200 I like J.D. McKissick. Those are the three running backs that I like this week. Uh, who am I fading at running back this week? Oh, I, I mentioned the Moretti. Uh, I, I, I mentioned uh, I mentioned Antonio Gibson. I'm fading him at 5,500. I just don't trust anything about it. Uh, the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, one of the toughest run defenses in the league. And I'm fading Aaron Jones this week against Seattle. Uh, I just have a feeling you're going to see a little bit more of A.J. Dillon in this ballgame. But at 6,900, I'm fading Aaron Jones this week. Yeah, we have a lot of the same thoughts. Uh, let's get to my fade. Uh, Antonio Gibson is just on auto fade. Um, he's just not 100%. Um, the usage going against Tampa Bay, who doesn't really give up much against the run, all of those things. Uh, Antonio Gibson's my fade. I'm with you right at the very top of my list is Dalvin Cook, 8,000. The Chargers do not stop the run, and I think Dalvin Cook is, is going to have a big, big game. I have J.D. McKissick as well for all of the same reasons you mentioned, and uh, game script. Um, it's similar to Jonas Johnson. I have Mark Ingram on my list at 4,500. I think he's going to be a player that you get great salary relief. He's going to get a tremendous workload with Kamara out. I know he's going to be highly, highly owned, but I think at that price, you have to play him. Mark Ingram, 4,500. If Zach Moss is out, Devin Singletary may catch six, seven, eight passes. He caught seven passes the last game they played. If Moss is out against the Jets, I like De- Devin Singletary at 4,700. Uh, so that, we have a lot of the same thoughts, and uh, that's why I have it running back. Uh, Wiz, I just have one question for you because I'm kind of contemplating this. You know, P.J. Walker is going to quarterback the Carolina Panthers this week, uh, and, you know, the signing of Cam Newton has just kind of astonished uh, me, that's for sure. Um Christian McCaffrey is still the highest priced player out there. I worry in a situation, I didn't mention him, but I worry in a situation where you have PJ Walker coming in. I know you can make the argument that there'll be a lot of dump down passes to McCaffrey. I just worry about it in this game uh, and as him having that kind of uh, effect, especially still coming back from that injury. Yeah, that's a yeah. I mean, it's 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 a tough one. I mean, he's a tough guy to fade, but I'm going to take the wait and see approach. I'm not going to play him, but I mean, you know, I wouldn't advise you know people to absolutely fade him. Uh, I think if you could get low price guys in there that you like in other positions and you want to give McCaffrey a shot, I did notice on DraftKings. We'll get to the player props in a minute. That his receiving yards was very very low, it was like thirty nine and a half for the game against the Cardinals. But uh, I'm just going to avoid him mostly, um, you know, uh, as far as my line is for the reasons you mentioned about uh, P.J. Walker. Okay. All right. Good stuff. I'll take us out of wide receiver. 
Uh, I'm going to make this uh, short and sweet. I love three receivers. I love Deontay Johnson at 6,800. I think he's going to get so many targets in this game um, against the Lions. So I, I just I just love him. I'd be surprised if he didn't catch between eight and ten passes in this game. I like Jerry Judy at 5,300. Um, I just think the Eagles have had trouble through the season of covering these guys that are really good route runners, and Jerry Judy is a terrific route runner, so I like him at 5,300. And the player that I mentioned earlier, I'm going to stack Carson Wentz and Mike Pittman, who has become the alpha guy at wide receiver. I remember with the Packers when Jordy Nelson was the main guy, and then you could just see in the season – Devontae Adams was becoming and then took over that mantle. I think Michael Pittman is doing that with uh, T.Y. Hilton, where Michael Pittman has really become the alpha wide receiver. So I'm loving him at 6,300. I'm going to have to fade my one of my favorite players in the league, Adam Thielen, at 6,700, because he, he has just become touchdown dependent. And until the volume is there, and I just feel like Dalvin Cook is going to get a lot of carries and a lot of rushing yards, a player that I just feel is touchdown dependent, I'm going to feed Adam Thielen at 6,700. Those are my running back thoughts. I mean, wide receiver thoughts. All right, very good. Uh, well, Tampa Bay Buccaneers were off last week. Chris Godwin comes in this game. Looks like he's going to play. He practiced on Friday, but a little bit banged up. But but, but I really like Mike Evans in this game. Was uh, 6,900. Washington does not stop the pass. I think Evans is the guy that's the beneficiary in this particular ball game. You mentioned Deontay Johnson. It's going to be super high volume for that player. So I'm I'm in complete agreement with you. I love Deontay Johnson this week as well. Uh, right with you there. Uh, the other player I like, you mentioned Adam Thielen. I'm going to take his uh, running mate, uh, Justin Jefferson. It was discussion this week. They said they need to get the ball to Justin Jefferson. This is the perfect recipe in what I deem to be a shootout. So I love Justin Jefferson this week at 7,700. So those are the three guys that I really like. Going a little bit further down the list this week, Wiz, one guy that I think that will definitely make some noise this week is going to be Russell Gage uh, against the Cowboys. He's at $5,000. I think that's a good one. And the other guy, uh, you mentioned him on the last podcast, but at 4800 I like Donovan Peoples-Jones. I'll get to my break the slate guy at the end of, at the end of this. Two guys I'm fading this week. I mentioned about P.J. Walker. Uh, I'm fading D.J. Moore at 6300 And the other guy I'm fading, another player that you really like. I just think they're going to focus on this player. They might, they might triple-team the player. Uh, A.J. Brown, I think, is going to have a tough time this week. Um, Marcus Lattimore is one of those guys that's ve- very aggressive. Uh, you know, it's interesting. A.J. Brown's coming off a physical game with Jalen Ramsey. But at 7800 I just think, I think that they're, they're going to seek to just stop him with as many players as they can. 7,800, I'm going to fade A.J. Brown this week. All right. Yeah, I mean, I was looking at a fade possibly of A.J. Brown as well. <clears throat> but uh, I thought feeling has just become so touchdown dependent, but I, I could definitely see at that price why you would want to fade A.J. Brown. Uh, let's go to Zach Ertz. Uh, let's go to tight end. Well, I'm going to make this really, really short and sweet and simple. Uh, my fade is going to be Zach Ertz. Uh, Carolina does a terrific job against tight ends. So at 4,600, even though he's not highly priced, I'm going to fade him. And then a guy that I love this week who's just been forgotten. He's been out about a month with injuries. Dawson Knox returns against the Jets, 4,500. I love that price for this player this week. So I'm going to fade Ertz at 4,600. And Dawson Knox, I'm loving at 4,500. The higher price guys, if you could fit them in your lineup, the Kelsey's, the Wallers of the world, 
uh, the Kittles, you know, by all means, I'm not going to feed any of those guys, but uh, for people listening, I'm not going to recommend a tight end, you know, necessarily at, at such a high price that, you know, they don't need me to help them with that. But I'm, I'm loving Knox at 4,500. What say you with tight end? Yeah, so, you know, there's a few guys. I, I think, you know, Rob Gronkowski's not going to be in this ball game. So I, I think O.J. Howard or Cameron Braid definitely warrant attention. I'm not going to stop uh, climbing on the Freermuth train. I know we're going to see Eric Ebron in this game. But with Claypool out of the mix as well, I'm going to continue to ride the Pat Freermuth chain, chain, train. Uh, 3,900, so I like that player. And the guy I'm fading this week, we mentioned Jalen Hurts, and Denver Broncos defense uh, is definitely good against tight ends. I'm Fading Dallas Goddard this week. I, I just think tough sledding for him against a, uh, a defense, and they're going to be on the road. I just think the whole Philadelphia team is going to have their struggles this week against the Broncos. All right, there you go. Let's get to the uh, gambling aspect of this, the wagering. Well, hold on a second. Do you, do you, do you have any break-the-slate guys in uh, drafting? Oh, my, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, my break-the-slate guy is going to be a player that you kind of mentioned earlier. I'm sorry, uh to skip over the break the slate guys uh, i'm going to go at uh, with 3300 with tyler johnson it's just a player that i feel is ascending that tom brady in a game where i think he's going to throw for a lot of yards a lot of completions um had i believe seven or eight targets the last game against the saints before their bye he caught six or seven passes we know he's going to be starting. We know he's going to be in three receiver sets. I'm not sure about Godwin, but irrespective of that, um, I just love Tyler Johnson this week. I think at 3,300, he's the type of guy that could go for maybe eight, and eight for 90 and a touchdown. So I'm loving Tyler Johnson, 3,300. Who's your break-the-slate player this week? Uh, yeah, one guy who I have my eyes on, Wiz, is DeAndre Carter at 3,000. And if we think the game goes the way it does and the Washington Redskins, Red, Washington football team is playing from behind at 3,000, I think he's an interesting player. Uh, the other break-the-slate guy, I drafted this guy in a league to start the season. He's on the field a little bit with a little bit more frequency of late. But Donald Parham at 2,600, he's such a big presence in there. But last week he was on the field a lot more. He's starting to make a little bit more inroads in this offense. 2,600, Donald Barham. Yeah, I like both of those calls. I mean, the interesting, the Carter one is very, very interesting as well. I mean, they're really down receivers, so <clears throat> I, re- I like that one a lot. And uh, Parham always just seems to stick his nose in there, and uh, especially uh, in the red zone, he, he gets in there a lot. So I like those. I like the prices, 3,000, 2,600. That's the type of thing where, you know, those guys – Either one of them, you sprinkle them in, and they have some big games. You could put them in with the the players you feel more confident about at a higher price. It gives you such a good uh, salary leverage that uh, that uh, you know it could really uh, build to a, a lineup that you can make a good on drafting. So I like those picks. Very good, Wiz. All right, so let's get to the gambling lines um, and, and the games at hand this week. Uh, I have three games that I'm looking at, Wiz. How about yourself? I have four games. Three that I like, and one is going to be a two-unit play that uh, I really love. So uh, you mentioned your three, so uh, you mentioned that you're three, so why don't you talk about those three first? Yep, sure thing. Um, I know the Browns are without the uh, the tremendous running back Nick Chubb. 
I just have a feeling this is going to be a tough sledding day for Mac Jones. Uh, I actually think this game probably will test the under, uh, but I think the Cleveland Browns getting two and a half points against the Patriots. I think this is a team you mentioned the other day about them playing Cleveland Brown football, especially getting Beckham Jr. out of the way. I like the Browns getting two and a half points. I just think they're a rising team within the, within the conference. Uh, I know the Patriots are playing very well. I see this being a very, very stingy type game, but I like the Browns coming on top in this game, maybe winning this game by three or seven points. Uh, I love the over in the Chargers Minnesota game. It's currently a 52 and a half. I think this is the shootout of the week. And, you know, it's interesting was a couple of these games, I, I definitely looked at a few of these lines and really scratched my head at, there's a lot of close lines, two, three, two or three points on a number of them. I, I wanted to stay away from most of them, but, but the one I kept coming back to is the Broncos laying two points against the Eagles. I just think it's going to be really difficult, especially that defense looked just so good last week uh, against the Cowboys. I like the Broncos laying two to the Eagles. All right, so uh, all those one-unit games, you like them the same? All, all, all one-unit games, yep. All right, I'm going to get to my three one-unit games, and then I'm going to get to my best game of the week. Uh, I'm with you on the Browns. I would I would make them a two-unit play if Nick Chubb was playing. And it's not because Dearness Johnson is, a, you know, is – is is not a good player. He's a good player. The problem is, is Nick Chubb was there, and when Nick, if Nick Chubb needed some plays off, then Dearness Johnson would come in there, and you'd have a good player even in there when Nick Chubb wasn't. The problem now is their running back room is completely depleted. I still think the Browns are going to win this game. Uh, the Patriots want to run the ball, but Cleveland is one of the best teams in football against the run. They're going to make Mac Jones have to throw. I, I like Cleveland. I think they're going to be a ascending team the second half of the year. So I'm with you on the Browns at two and a half. The Buffalo Bills uh, were sleepwalking last week. They're laying 12 and a half. Every game they've won this season has been by 15 points or more. They're going to cover the spread against the Jets. I'm going to lay 12 and a half. Uh, I think the Colts are going to catch the Titans this year. And I think the Colts laying 10 against the Jags. Uh, it's going to be a different type of game with Jonathan Taylor for the Jags. The, ball, the Bills don't really want to run the ball. It's going to be a different type of game for the Jags that have to defend the Colts, especially with Carson Wentz is playing. And I think the Colts defense is going to play better than they did in the second half against the Jets. So Colts lane 10 is also my one-unit play. And then I'm getting to my two-unit play. This is my best game of the week, and it may be one of my best games of the year because of this line. So let me understand this. The Tennessee Titans have won four games in a row against the Colts, the Rams, the Chiefs, and the Bills. Now they're coming home against the Saints, who are basically playing with their third-string quarterback. Kamar is out for the game, and the line is only two and a half. I'm sorry, they are just pleading with you to take the Titans. With that said, my two-unit and best game of the week is the Saints, plus two and a half points this week. So I'm really glad you talked about that game, um, because that's kind of where I was going, if you remember how I started this portion of the podcast, where I looked at a lot of these games where the Lions were sitting at two or three points, and kind of scratched my head at a few of them. I, one of them I ended up taking, I took the Broncos. But I looked at that game that you talked about, and I said, how on God's green earth 
is that the spread of this football game? Uh, so I, I, I'm, I'm really glad that's the one you mentioned. Uh, the, the other one was I actually looked at a little bit, and I, I don't think the Kansas City Chiefs should be favored against anybody. And if it wasn't for the horrendous performance of the Raiders at the end of that game against the Giants, I, I might think about that one. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm completely with you. I, didn't, I did not understand how that was the spread in that game. So I, I'm, I'm – I'm very understanding of your sentiment because that is a what you call a zigzag game for you. Yeah, yeah, I've been very, very successful this year with these type of games, and I'm, I'm very, very confident all of these games. <clears throat> but I am doubling up on the Saints this week. So let's get the player props. I only have a few. I looked at you know, a, I would say I, I was considering about eight to ten, but I am I lowered it down to just a few. I'll give mine first, and then I'll leave it to you for your player props. Um, I think we're on the same one. The, the Chargers cannot stop the run. I think for several reasons the Vikings are going to give this ball to Dalvin Cook early and often, and he's going to shred the Chargers in his game. <clears throat> I'm loving Dalvin Cook over 91 and a half yards rushing. It was as of last night. I did not check it early this morning, but Dalvin Cook over 91 and a half yards rushing. Um, nobody runs the ball against the Saints. So I don't know. The rushing yard is not out for Adrian Peterson. Uh, interestingly enough, it's out for Jeremy McNichols, but not out for Peterson. But if they line out on Peterson rushing, I'm going to take the under against the Saints. And then I'm going to double dip on Travis Kelsey this week. I'm going to go over yards and over receptions, and I'm going to do it for two units each. And, and for these reasons, one, he absolutely destroyed the Raiders in both games last year. Two, last week against the Packers, I think Kelsey ended up with five catches. There were so many plays that they left on the field that Travis Kelsey was open. I don't know why Pat Mahomes wasn't going to him. He was throwing the ball deeper to, to Hill. There was so many misplays. It was the first time in three and a half years where I saw Travis Kelsey really show frustration and seemed exasperated with what was going on. They're not going to miss those opportunities this week. I'm loving over Travis Kelsey, six and a half receptions, and Travis Kelsey over 72 and a half yards, double unit, double dipping, I am loving this and feeling extremely confident about Kelsey this week. All right, fantastic. Uh, I'm 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 with you on the Kelsey one. Uh, I, I took the yardage one, not the uh, not the uh, uh, receptions one, but I'm completely with you uh, on Travis Kelsey this week, without a doubt. So I, I have a number of games, and I have a number of reasons behind the logic on it. So the Buffalo Bills. I, I know the Mike White train is uh, out of the station, and everybody's going crazy, but the Buffalo Bills are the best defensive pass team in the league. Uh, you mentioned the spread in this game. I see the Jets getting blown out of the building. And guess what? Mike White, under 238 and a half yards. It's not going to happen in this game, Mr. White. So I got the under there. Russell Wilson has played quarterback against the Green Bay Packers eight times, Wiz. And guess what? He's never passed for 240 yards. So he comes back from an injury. He's going to Green Bay. It's going to be a little bit cold. And the line is 247 and a half passing yards for Russell Wilson. 
I am fading 247 and a half rushing, uh, pa- uh, passing yards for Russell Wilson. He has never broken that mark against the Packers in eight career games. Josh Allen, you mentioned, and, you know, I don't know if we're going to see Zach Moss or not, but nonetheless, 33 and a half yards rushing. Uh, he's broken that number three of the last four times against the Jets, so I'm going over 33 and a half yards for Josh Allen. I mentioned J.D. McKissick. I'm looking at the way that game's going to be played. 29 and a half yards receiving over J.D. McKissick, 29 and a half yards. Uh, the, Alvin Kamara is not playing for the Saints this week. They're going to have to make up for some of those little pass plays. And guess who's been on the field a tremendous amount lately, Wiz? And that's Adam Troutman. Uh, 23 and a half yards receiving. Maybe I'm getting cute with this one. I'm taking the over, Adam Troutman. Some of those replaced catches for Kamara are going to Troutman. You mentioned Christian McCaffrey passing yards, or receiving yards. I thought that line was ridiculously low. Over 39 and a half for Christian McCaffrey receiving yards. I don't want to repeat myself on Kelsey. Uh, so over 72 and a half yards. This is a crazy one. Probably the only person in the country that's probably going to make this bet with. But you know what? Two games in a row, five targets, four catches. You have to make up for Derrick Henry not being part of the offense for Tennessee. Jeff Swaim has become the tight end to own for the Tennessee Titans. His yardage is 14 and a half yards. I'm going over 14 and a half yards for Jeff Swaim. And the final one was workload. My guy, Mark Ingram, you mentioned him this week for DraftKings, 85 and a half. Last week, he had 60 yards total with Kamara on the field. He's going to get fed the ball a lot in this game. I like the over in Mark Ingram yards, 85 and a half. Those are my prop bets this week, Wiz. Very nice. Hey, you got a real spring in your step. You got a real uh, conviction to these things. I'm going to join you on some of them. I think you've talked me into some of them. The the Russell Wilson one's interesting because you and I early early this year did the research on the Rams versus Russell Wilson, and that one won again as well. So I'm going to join you. Uh, you've talked me into at least one, maybe more of these things. Uh, you're talking with such conviction, and they make sense to me as well. So I'm definitely going to join you on the on the Russell Wilson one. Um, very, very good. And, uh, yeah, I hope we uh, have a, a successful week, uh, another successful week with uh, player props. Um, so we'll, uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes. And I would say, Wiz, I think you've talked about this, right? There are hundreds of these things, literally hundreds of these things. You could sit all day long and peruse and peruse yeah. and peruse. And I, oh, yeah. I, I do like to watch kind of evolving patterns, you know, in games and just things that I just tend to notice. You and I are very big on snap counts. We've talked about that opportunity. I think, you know, and when I say opportunity, you know, we've got key pieces of offenses that go away, right? So you don't just automatically replicate that with the next guy. Like you kind of have to change the way you do things. So, so I kind of tried to think like that for this particular week. In, in some instances, maybe I'm overthinking it, but, but I don't think so. Like in the case of of Swaim he's been on the he's been the main tight end for that team and you know they've got to replace Derrick Henry those running backs aren't going to do it and you know there's going to be some of these short pass look we know what the Buffalo Bills have done with uh Cole Beasley he is essentially the running back of the Buffalo Bills right he replaces the ineptitude of those running backs with those short passes so I'm trying to think logically about this and that's kind of the way I formulated my uh process for this week's uh prop bets was Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I definitely understand that and agree with that. And I, I looked at that as well. And, uh, 
Yeah, you know, the tight end, tight end situation, I, I noticed that at some point it was becoming like even in terms of snap counts between Fosker and Swain, but uh, over the last month or so, Swain is really dominating the snap count and uh, and targets and, and, and the route running on, um, on, on pass plays. So uh, Swain could be a good one. And, uh, <clears throat> yeah, it only takes one or two receptions for him to hit that over. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, could, I could definitely see that one as well. All right, good stuff, Wiz. Uh, always entertaining. Uh, I wish you luck on all these as well this week. Uh, Guru and Wiz Fantasy yeah, Football Podcast. You, uh, that's going to wrap it up for this week. We'll be back next week to you know talk about what happened in the past week and then everything else that's uh, going on in the league. Uh, Wiz, I'll wish you a good rest of the weekend. Going to be a nice football weekend here. Uh, we're on Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcasts. But uh, make sure you're listening, folks. Uh, we're here every week to try and help everybody out. Have a good weekend. Wiz, enjoy the day. You do the same. Thank you.